You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, April 22nd, 2022, you're tuned Into Tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. It is our 27th year on the air. We'll keep doing it till they catch us. But we, of course, want to continue to inform you of some of the latest and greatest and cool consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Chris coming up from Delaware and a whole bunch of other folks joining us on the program today. Oh, former Twitter CEO and ZZ Top wannabe Jack Dorsey uh, criticized the company's board in a series of tweets as the group was tasked with evaluating that takeover bid from billionaire Elon Musk. My, how the mighty have fallen or turned against their own board. And they didn't delete his tweets since he was bad enough in the company? Well, probably by now they have. Yeah. It's like he's the former CEO. He means nothing now, even though I think he's still on their board. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know he still owns shares. Yeah. He does. Not much. Well, he owns more than all the board members do. Correct. He doesn't own as much as as Elon does. That's right. Elon is the single largest shareholder. Second. I'm not sure who's first, but I did, hear really? he's, I did hear he's the second largest. Oh. Well, hopefully he's working with the largest and a bunch of others. And maybe yeah. by the time you hear this, he owns Twitter now. Maybe. And he shut it down by now to bring it back up after he lets everybody else come back. Right. We'll see. Stay tuned, as they like to say. It likely goes without saying, but uh, all of the energy solar panels generated last year, none of it was produced at night. Do you think? <laughs> well, that's why they're called solar panels. They're not right. called moon panels. Although, why don't we get, like, why can't they take moonlight? Well, new research is showing that that doesn't have to be the case. Oh. Researchers at Stanford modified commercially available solar panels to generate a small amount of electricity at night by exploiting a process known as radiative cooling. When an object is facing the sky at night, it radiates heat out into outer space, which means that an object can become cooler than the air temperature around it. This effect could have obvious applications in cooling buildings, but the difference in temperature can also be used to generate electricity. The hmm. modified panel generated 50 milliwatts per square meter at night, which is still well below what a solar panel can produce during the day, which can be close to 200 watts uh, per and square this meter. Only a- a couple of milliwatts? This is 50 milliwatts. Oh, okay. So, wow. Researchers, researchers said that while the nighttime power generation is significantly lower than during the day, it may potentially be useful for some of the low-power applications, such as nighttime lighting, charging devices, and keeping sensors and monitoring equipment online. You know, that's not bad, because even if it'll just charge your phone overnight or your tablet or something simple like that, somehow redirecting that power, of course, then you've accomplished something. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me that it'll pick up light bounced off the stars in the sky, but that's no. pushing it. Yeah, apparently <laughs> the, the, the moon and the stars don't generate enough light to be able to be get any kind of power but from. come on. Somebody's going to be smart enough to harness the moonlight. Now, it might only be once or twice a month on a full moon. 
<laughs> but at some point, you know, it's not much in the way of radiated energy, but it's light. Yeah. From the sun, by the way. This is true. Just thought I'd throw that out in case you forgot that the moon's not lit on its own. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Samsung is reportedly upgrading the Galaxy Z Fold 4 with a 108-megapixel main camera. Who needs that many megapixels? People who take (laughs) pictures for billboards along the highway, I think. Uh That's the only thing I can think of. But it's certainly a notable boost from the Z Fold 3's measly 12-megapixel camera. This is 108 The device's other upgrades could include a 10-megapixel 3X optical zoom lens, S-Pen support, and a stylus dock, which I have on my Note 20 anyway. And I don't use it all that often, but once in a while, I'll whip out the S-Pen. Yeah, but people don't understand that 99% of the photos people take on their phones stay on their phones, unless they upload them to social media or something. But the point is they don't print them out. They don't, you know, so you don't need that many megapixels. True. And unless you're planning to print large prints, then you should reduce the resolution for the camera on your phone. Because you get a lot more pictures stored on there. Of course. And when you're storing in the cloud and uploading and all this other nonsense, you're going to run out of room, which, of course, they all hope you do, because then you have to buy more space. Because who then goes in and deletes old pictures? Not very many people. It's like, eh, you know what? I'll spend another couple of bucks and I'll just buy more space. And then, and then you still don't even go and look at them. This is true. Jeez, when I'm gone, just delete everything. You know, I mean, I'm one of those suckers <laughs> that, that pays a dollar ninety nine every month to Apple for uh, extra iCloud storage. So Sucker, I can, so that I can store all my pictures. Why? Because it's easier than going through them all. <laughs> I see. And, and getting underneath the threshold for the free storage. And how often do you go and retrieve a picture? Not very. Like ever? I might go every once in a while and say, you know, I remember this thing we did, you know, six years ago. Let me go see if I can find a picture. But yeah, that doesn't happen very often. And you spend an hour looking for a picture. Yeah. Wow. Tesla is restarting production at its massive Shanghai factory as the city of 25 million begins to ease lockdown restrictions following a substantial COVID outbreak. However, the factory will reopen in what's being called a closed-loop system, an approach encouraged by Shanghai authorities to get people back into the workplace while maintaining the country's zero-COVID strategies. Essentially, this means that nobody goes in or out. Employees will live and work at the factory. With the well, first, kind of like Elon does at his factory. Yeah. <laughs> he sleeps on the floor. <laughs> with the first shift entering earlier this week and expected to stay until May 1st under the city's current COVID policies. Wow. According to a Tesla memo, each worker will be provided with a sleeping bag and mattress with designated areas for sleeping, showering, eating, and relaxation. Each employee will receive three free meals a day and a daily stipend of around 400 yuan, which is like $63. Uh, Only workers who have received two vaccination doses will be allowed to enter the factory, and each will take daily nucleic acid tests for the first three days back. Wow. But they don't get to see their families even. Yeah, not for, uh, I guess, you know, a few weeks. Gee, how's that going to work? Well, it's going to work out well for Tesla because they'll keep their production going. (laughs) Yeah. And being in China, I guess they can see their families if they're part of the child labor. Yeah. Because they get away with it there. I mean, half these workers might be children. That also could be. Wow. Uh, Speaking of more electric vehicles, a prototype of the Mercedes-Benz electric Equex. Equex? It's E-Q-X-X. Why can't they just give easy names to I know. What would you call E-Q-X-X? I don't know. Equix? 
I don't know. It's a, a stupid, goofy name. I would call it a stupid name. A stupid name. <laughs> anyway, it required only one charge to drive more than 1,000 kilometers, or 621 miles, from Germany to the French Riviera. The stupid name, which has also been designed to challenge offerings from Tesla, leveraged novel battery chemistry to arrive at its destination, with 15% of its charge remaining, despite sustaining speeds as fast as 87 miles per hour. So, sure, I'm guessing probably no air conditioning and less than the speed limits available so that they could sustain some battery chemistry, as they're calling it. But 15% left, 621 miles, you don't hear that with electric vehicles otherwise. This is true. Of course, Joe Biden says, with an electric vehicle, you can drive across the country on one tank of gas. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Well, there's that. Hey, new numbers from the Federal Aviation Administration show incidents of people hitting aircraft with lasers, potentially blinding pilots, are on pace for a new record. Oh, this is not a good thing to do, folks. Do not aim a laser pen or something at a plane or yeah. helicopter. The number of reported laser strikes jumped by 41% last year wow. to more than 9,700. That's more than one an hour, with California, Texas, and Florida leading the nation in incidents. The rise prompted an FAA alert and a plea for people to stop aiming handheld laser pointers at airplanes. Pilots tell CBS News that it can literally be a matter of life and death. Forty-seven pilots reported injuries from strikes last year. The lasers can cause temporary blindness and, in some cases, lasting eye injuries. And they often occur just as pilots are about to land. Wow. Yeah, because they're typically much lower altitude coming in for a landing or taking off. But but the last thing you want is a blind pilot. Yeah. You know, wow. people need to understand this is a federal crime. Mm-hmm. So you, you, in addition to the jail time, they also the FAA levies uh, civil fines, uh, I think, starting at eleven thousand dollars for your first offense. At least. Yeah. And they should be stiffer than that. And, you know, frankly, they should probably be charged with, you know, like attempted murder with however many counts of, you know, many souls on board. Oh, my God. That's a good point. They should. Holy moly. Facebook's interest in podcasts is fading barely a year after they began them. Nowadays, the company is emphasizing other initiatives in conversations with podcast partners, including events in the metaverse and online shopping. Of course, they are. That according to industry executives who work with Facebook. So that's interesting. It's been less than a year. They're all excited about podcasts and nah, maybe not so much. We're not on there, but we're on every other platform wherever you get your podcasts. You can look for Into Tomorrow. And snag ours. And or, subscribe. And subscribe. You can do that for free at intotomorrow.com. And, of course, there's no charge anywhere you get your podcast. So do get us. In more electric vehicle news, Ford CEO Jim Farley is betting on the electric pickup truck to catch up to Tesla in electric vehicle sales. Good luck with that there, Jim. Uh, we didn't know how this would turn out, he says, but we knew there would be a heavy penalty if we didn't swing for the fences. What the heck does that mean? Well, hmm. it's a baseball term, I guess, right? Try to hit the ball way over to the fences. Farley said uh, that, of course, when he was launching the Lightning, an electric model of Ford's iconic F-150. And I know you've always wanted an F-150, but not an electric one. No. You want- I, I need I need a gasoline-powered engine. I need a you know a, a, an earth-killing 
<laughs> loud motor. <laughs> because you want that power. That's right. Now, this has power as well. It could probably go zero to 60 in two or three seconds. I want to feel the pain at the pump. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I, I, what did I see on TikTok or Instagram the other day? I thought it was very funny. Somebody was saying, uh, here's a new sound my car is making every time I pull up to the gas station. And it was money, 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 money. And I thought, wow, that's accurate. I think I even saved that audio so I could do a similar thing next time I'm at the gas pump. So follow me on all those devices, platforms, anti-social media thingies at Dave Graveline, and you might see it in the next day or so. See, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but maybe all these electric car companies are in cahoots to keep those gas prices high so that they can sell more electric vehicles. Well, there is that thought. I don't think so either, because they're too busy trying to sell their cars at $60,000 because gas is so high. You can't afford a gallon of gas. You're going to afford that? Mm -hmm. It's a little wacky. In other news, scientists want to probe Uranus with a spaceship. I beg your pardon. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have my I got to get my hand on the dump button here. For the past couple of decades, NASA has been investing in spacecraft to conduct up close examinations of Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. Now it'll likely be Uranus's turn. I just, this is a story that I can't read with with a straight face. I see. <laughs> Researchers argue that a Uranus orbiter and try to get through it. It's a tech news science story. I know, and I'm such you, a child. You're you are so immature. Researchers argue that a Uranus orbiter and probe should be considered the highest priority new flagship mission that could be developed and even launched within the next decade. Their second place choice is to search for life on Saturn's moon, which harbors an underground ocean, a tiny bit of which sprays out in plumes. So, you know, at least you're not getting sprays out of Uranus, but it's coming out of Saturn. (laughs) Out of Saturn's moon. Can you save us, please? Nope. (laughs) Go ahead with the story. That, that, that's it. That's, well, that's go ahead. Go ahead with your commentary on the story. <laughs> I have no commentary. It is what it is. Well, go ahead with dead air then. How about we go to a call? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you really, you really want me to save you? Yes. Fine. Chris in Millsboro, Delaware, listens on one hundred five point nine WXDE. Welcome into tomorrow, Chris. I have a question on the new iPad Air. It seems that when you try to run Microsoft programs, the programs run slower than other programs. Hmm. Is there something I can do to speed that up, or is that just the way it is on the new iPad Air? Well, Chris, the current iPad Air is a powerful tablet, and it's not itself sluggish, if you will. However, software can be optimized for different architectures. And it is possible that Microsoft hasn't gone out of its way to optimize their offerings to run better on a new Apple product. Long term, that would probably be short-sighted of them. The truth is that switching from Office to Google's workspace takes minutes, costs the same. And once someone switches to a product that works normally, they're very unlikely to start up another paid subscription just to see if the old product managed to get any better. Well, the same goes for Outlook or any cloud storage, for example. You know, having said that, they may see it differently, and they may have a vested interest in making tablets seem inadequate for work so that more people settle for laptops running their operating system uh, when they would otherwise not need them. Yeah, and, and of course, that includes Apple as well. Yeah. I mean, they're thinking, well, we're selling a lot of tablets, but we still want to sell our laptops. Yeah. 
you know, in any case, Microsoft's software will need to be updated to take advantage of the new hardware and squeeze the most out of it it can. Uh, but the new iPads are more than capable of running Microsoft's programs. Yeah. So, Chris, hang in there. Um, maybe it'll improve in the very near future. And the more folks complain, understandably, as you have, the better chance it is for them to kind of get the big picture and make things run more smoothly. Meantime, though, make sure you're not running anything else. That would help, I hope. And check out our show notes and other calls and everything else at intotomorrow.com. Oh, and while you're there, sign up for our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Watch for the subsequent email. Check your spam filter just in case. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And many schools have a staffing problem when it comes to school nurses. Well, a new program can help schools use technology to cope with this problem efficiently. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by MarPay, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. When a child becomes ill in a school, it's a problem. During a pandemic, this can be a cause for even greater concern. But funding problems and staffing shortages often stretch school nursing programs to the breaking point, especially in rural areas where multiple schools may have to share a single nurse. In Maine, the Department of Education has partnered with a telehealth service to provide virtual nursing services to all K-12 schools in the state at no cost to the schools. School staff members can press a button on a mobile unit and a trained telehealth nurse will respond in five minutes or less. The nurses are trained to respond to urgent healthcare issues, including injury or illness. They can also assist with special education program development for individual students, as well as provide guidance for complex or chronic health conditions. This provides on-the-spot, on-demand health services for students throughout the state. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by MarPay, transforming third-party administration with AI and predictive analytics. Be sure to visit M-A-R-P-A-I Health, MarPayHealth.com. And be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter 
at healthtechinsider.com. You know, we also have a free newsletter you could sign up for. We do? Yes, we do. You not signed up for it? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. On about 14 <laughs> emails <laughs> so that I make sure and get it every single week. But I also read it. So do I. Well, I well my team creates it, too. So well, that's you know. true. But I start with the hmm thoughts because I like to smile. So I'll scroll down and read the hmm thoughts. There's usually two or three or four. And then I'll go back and look at the tech news stories. But how does one get it if one doesn't already get it? It couldn't be simpler. Oh, okay. Stop by intotomorrow.com and a box pops up asking for your email address. You oh. Just put your email address in there. You submit it. And then when you get the email back, basically asking, are you sure you want this newsletter? And that's the double opt-in part of it. Right. Because we don't spam anybody and we don't share their email address. Right. So you click that link and then you're in. So it's a voila kind of thing. Yeah. Once you click the subsequent link that you'll get, you'll get our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Yes. It comes out once a week. And it's free. And it's a newsletter. We also have Beth's tech tip in it. So this week she's talking about many young adults getting ready to graduate high school and college. And with that comes a whole new crowd of people needing a job. So she tells you how you can use your tech to help you look for and even apply for a job. There you go. Sign up at intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best Medicare do the work for you. As Into Tomorrow continues, 90% of the world's data has been generated between 2019 and today. 90%. That's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. That's a lot of data in a short time. And we present it to you each and every week here on Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And did you know that T-Mobile expanded their 5G home internet availability by another 10 million households? Making it available now to 40 million homes. Just not Chris's yet. Yeah. Still. (sighs) I'm waiting for either them or Verizon. Whoever is first, I will sign up. Really? Because I just want one of them to get me off that stupid Xfinity Comcast crap. That's because you're not calling it correctly Concast. Oh, yes, well, That's probably why. Yeah. So you're saying then that you would get off of T-Mobile and go to Verizon? Well, I would probably keep T- well, probably because my T-Mobile cell phone service, you know, is crap. You know, because I have the old LTE phones. I don't have one of them newfangled 5G phones because yeah. you know I'm on a budget. I work in radio. Yeah, but when um, I've been to your house with my 5G phone, did I get signal? I don't know. Well, why? Well, that's because you never invite me. But, uh, but your son has a five G phone better than yours. This when he's true. next over to, at the house, I'll have to ask him to ask him how it. many bars does he have on five G 
and he'll say, I'm only 10. I can't go to a bar. Right. <clears throat> but that might get me an upgrade if I actually get a decent 5G signal there. I did just have my – I did realize that I have my phone for a year, so I'm eligible now for an upgrade. Oh, stop it. I only realized I had it for a year because I got the notification that my free Apple TV year trial is up and I have to start paying for it. So I said, no, thank you, and I canceled my trial. Time to buy an Android. <laughs> no. You can get a much less expensive and better Android phone on 5G than than having to be an iPhone-y. No. Why but, not? I've told you the biggest What if I the, made it a condition of your employment? <laughs> no, I guess I have to look for a job. <laughs> oh. But I've told you over the years that, that my biggest reason for not going to Android is because I don't want to have to learn a new operating system. I have been an, I've been an iPhone user since they came out in 2007. And you're saying you're too old to learn I'm too something old to new? Learn, yes. No, you're just too lazy. You were on Android before you went it. iPhone. No, no I, I, had a, I, had, I went right from my Palm OS. I had a Palm... Uh, Trio or something. I went right from that to the iPhone. Then why did you go Android? I went Android for a little while when my iPhone broke and I wasn't eligible to upgrade it yet. And I had no choice but to use an iPhone that we had laying around the studio. And I hated every minute of it. You poor thing, you. Then why don't you just go back to a landline phone? I'm about to. Okay. Good. Hashtag first world problems. Google is reportedly (laughs) working on adding a look and talk feature to the Nest Hub which would allow users to activate the device by simply looking and talking to it from up to five feet away. 9to5Google Google reports that pairing the feature with face and voice match would reduce the chances of false activation. Certainly something you don't want with your Nest Hub is false activation. Yeah. So maybe now you can look and talk. Okay, then. You should do that with your significant others. Right. <laughs> look and talk. Amazon's IMDb TV is rebranding. Beginning next week, the ad-supported streaming service will be known as Freevee. Amazon's studios division told uh, said that the name is designed to better reflect how much it costs to access the platform. Because it's free. Free. So it's free V instead of, you know. It's instead of TV, free V. Yeah. How original. As part of the rebranding, Amazon said that it would also invest more into original programming with a promise to offer 70% more exclusive content than it does currently. The company will announce additional details about Freevee's upcoming slate of originals at its New Fronts presentation on May 2nd. The thought among executives was that the existing name was too difficult for people to pronounce and that thereby was hurting the popularity. Of course, IMDb TV comes from IMDb, or Internet Movie Database, a site that was launched in 1990, back before most people even knew the word Internet, and was purchased by Amazon way back in 1998. And it was too difficult for people to pronounce? You 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 don't pronounce it. You don't say... Maybe that's what people were doing. <laughs> they were they were just trying to... Well, yeah, that would have been difficult because you don't say that. You say IMDb. Yeah. And people say UMDb. What, what, what does that mean? You are what? No, no, no. IMDb. I know. What is DB? Uh, no, you, you is DG. <clears throat> True. Yeah. While you're talking about Amazon, they say that it doesn't throw away any returned products, and instead they resell most items and burn unsellable ones to produce energy (laughs) with a goal of zero product disposal, they say. The company doesn't release numbers on returns, amazingly enough, but industry-wide retailers received $761 billion in returned goods last year, that according to National Retail Federation data. 
But Amazon doesn't throw anything away. They either resell everything or they burn it. Okay, yeah. I saw a story last year about there was, a, I guess, an Amazon warehouse, or a huge warehouse in, in somewhere in the U.K. that was just full of returned items just sitting there rotting. But I guess, yeah, they didn't throw them away. They just let them sit there and rot. Nice. <laughs> if nothing else, give them to a charity. Exactly. Because there's enough stuff that I'm sure people could use, you know, goodwill or something. They'll clean up an item and sell it in their store or something. But other than, yeah. Or burn it. <laughs> Reselling it's bad enough. Mm-hmm. A new text message scam is targeting T-Mobile customers, and there's not much the carrier can do about it. Uh, what happens is the target gets a message that includes a link to a gift as a gesture of thanks for paying the T-Mobile bill. The links could potentially lead to malicious websites that may install malware on your device or steal your account credentials or personal data. Yep. The worst part is that these messages are unblockable as they are sent via group messages. I've gotten several of these texts myself as a T-Mobile customer, and I've been aggravated every time, although some would argue that I'm aggravated every minute of every day anyway. You are. So that's <laughs> not unusual. But um, it would be nice if all the carriers, and there's only three Reminding you, but if all the carriers figured out a way that you can block group texts as well, because I've been getting spam group texts also, and it's frustrating, especially when some moron replies to everybody. Yeah, the only the only way to do it, which is the one I did the first time I got it, you have to go and click on each number one at a time and block each one. That just that gets old. Yeah, especially if there's fifty or sixty in the group. Yeah. Or something. So although experts believe this new phishing campaign was made possible because of earlier data breaches that affected T-Mobile, the carrier has refuted this and said that it is trying to filter out texts that are believed to contain malicious links. The company has also requested customers to be on their guard and not respond to threads that contain unknown people. Exactly. If you don't know the people in this group text, ignore it. Try to just delete it. I mean, chances are you're going to get another one. But just delete it and move on with your life. Yeah, I've been getting an unusually a large amount of texts lately that just say something like, hi, or how are you? Yeah. Always from unknown numbers. Yeah. And you just ignore them, too. But I almost replied to one the other day because I didn't recognize the number, but just the way they were speaking sounded like someone I thought I might know. And then I went, no, nah, you know what? Just nah. And I've also been getting a lot lately on WhatsApp. Is this Steven's number? You know, because they want to get you to reply. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got a live one here. Just delete. Yeah. You know, don't don't answer. No, it's not. Or Unless you are Steven. <laughs> In which case, do you recognize the number or the person that's messaging you? And if not, delete. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of those on WhatsApp. And luckily, you know, WhatsApp has a block and report button. So yes. I've been hitting that on every single one of those. Yeah, that's handy. Too bad the carriers can't seem to do that for all of the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's a new funky glow-in-the-dark e-bike that will help you stand out from the crowd. Because I know that's what you like to do. Mm -hmm. If you happen to be looking for an e-bike to replace your car, French bike builder Calendar might have just the thing. Tech Radar reports that it's an electric cargo bike that can carry up to 400 pounds. It folds down in a few seconds and glows in the dark to keep you safe at night. Okay. (laughs) So just a regular bike with a light in the front and back isn't good enough. The whole bike glows in the dark. So I guess during the day, it just sort of sucks in some sunlight in order for it to glow in the dark. Amazon is looking to offset costs to third-party sellers in the U.S., resulting from soaring inflation and fuel prices. 
The new 5% fuel and inflation surcharge for sellers that use Amazon's fulfillment services will go into effect starting April 28th. Since most items purchased off of Amazon are from third-party sellers, you can expect these new costs to be passed along to shoppers. Of course. 89% of Amazon's over 2 million third-party sellers use fulfillment by Amazon to leverage the retail giant's supply chain, warehouses, and shipping operations. Now, of course, Amazon isn't the only one to add surcharges to shipping. Although their surcharge will amount to 24 cents per unit shipped, it's still lower than UPS, which charges 42 cents per unit, and FedEx, which uh, adds a surcharge of 49 cents per unit. Wow. All right. So they're still at least being competitive to yeah. the other main shippers. But in the long run, again, it's just us consumers that are going to end up eating the cost because all oh, every single one of those costs is always, you know, it, it rolls downhill. Yep. And it continue. What rolls downhill? Stuff. Stuff. (laughs) Thought I was going to catch you there, get you in trouble. Stay tuned. There's much more into tomorrow to come. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com, to start your free trial. Stay tuned because we're about to share with you the cool prizes that you win automatically when we hear you on the air. So do stay tuned and do participate on the program. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit dexcom.com. Tim in Miami Lakes, Florida, just down the street, apparently, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Tim. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. Crew, my son-in-law, seems to be having issues with his internet going down at home. He's got an internet company that's not quite working so well, so he needs a hotspot. So I need your suggestion on what hotspot would work the best for him at home. He works on a computer, and this should be probably only for a backup as his internet at home in his apartment goes down in Miami Lakes about once a week. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Chris. Well, thanks, Tim, for participating, too. The main question is, who has better service around your son-in-law's home? All the major cell phone service providers offer roughly comparable service. They're all capped, though. They call it unlimited, but the high speed is limited. Once you reach a threshold, your speeds will typically be throttled. The cap will vary. For example, Verizon offers plans that cost between 20 and $30 and are capped at 15 gigabytes and 30 gigabytes of fast data speed, respectively. Now, AT&T offers plans from 25 to $55 a month, ranging from 15 gig to 100 gigabytes of high speed. Uh, T-Mobile has 
similar plans, but also offers a home internet replacement hub that they charge $50 for, and it does include real unlimited data. Uh, That, however, is not yet available in Miami Lakes. I know that because, as we talked about in the last segment, I also live in Miami Lakes and have been trying to find an alternative to my internet that also keeps going out at home. Thank you, Comcast. So, like like they tease you, we're now teasing Tim. It's like, well, there's this, but you can't get it yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that I think T-Mobile's solution will work any better for me, since, as I mentioned, I have basically no T-Mobile signal at my house anyway. Um, your best bet, Tim, will really just boil down to who has the best service around me, or you. Um, they all offer the 5G hotspots, but do they offer 5G around you? Are their towers overloaded? If they are, your connection speeds will drop. Now, there's also the option of just using a phone's own Hotspot. Many plans already include an allotment of high-speed hotspot data that is comparable to what the dedicated hotspot plans provide in a month. So if he's not using a lot of data and uploading a lot of files and that sort of thing, that may work for him at least in the meantime. Let us know if it does work for him, and we hope it does. When you participate, as Tim did, and you are heard on the show, you do win automatically. Fabulous prizes. And while we always have to say no promises, no guarantees, get that out of the way, we want you to tell us when you call in, mention two or three of the following items, and we'll do our best to always try to get at least one of those to you. From Sensation, we've got their Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party and Karaoke System. From Human Touch, one of the most requested prizes, and they made several additional ones available because of so many requests. The Reflex 5S foot and calf massagers. We've already heard from a couple of listeners that have received them, like uh, John in New Jersey and Lynn in South Carolina. They're in love with the Human Touch foot and calf massager. We've got PowerVolt USB-C mini fast chargers from Skosh. From Cut and Go, Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. We want you to be safe. And if you ask for one of those, we'll also include something else. So don't worry, because somebody said the other day, I really want one of those, but I was kind of hoping I could get maybe a little something in addition. You will. Trust me. Maybe you'd like a pair of Bluetooth audio sunglasses from WGP Glasses. Oh, that could happen. Or how about protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remote from Elago. And just because we like teasing our audience, stay tuned because in just about a month or so, oh. we're starting this big thing that we've already got stuff lining up in our uh, closet, in our uh, hallway here for. Yes, the hallway leading to the talk studio. You won't believe it's already getting packed with stuff. But don't wait because we got a lot of great stuff as we just shared with you that you win if you call in now. Yeah, and we always, you know, we give kind of special uh, uh, permissions. Or Dis- for, dispensation. Yeah, dispensation. Yeah, think of the for. Pope. Yes. It's special for, dispensation. For, for the summer giveaway. So you can win now and still win as part of the summer giveaway. That's true. Because we just want you to participate. Because your involvement on Into Tomorrow is what makes the broadcast. Your calls, your help for other listeners especially, your tech rage that you may share with us. Whatever. And how does one participate? There's three easy ways. You can call the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-INTO. You could use the free Into Tomorrow app. Or you can hit that Ask Dave microphone on our site at intotomorrow.com. And folks are doing all of those various ways. They're also sending email, but you don't win great prizes with just an email. We're radio. We want to hear you. So do let us hear you. And again, 800-899-INTO. We hope by now you have the free Into Tomorrow app. As Cameron would say, just message the studio button. 
right? That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> or when you visit our website, you'll see an Ask Dave little red microphone on the right-hand side or bottom right, depending on whatever browser, whatever device. Anything with a browser and a microphone will work. And just hit that and join us that way when you visit us and sign up for the tech newsletter, if you'd like, at intotomorrow.com. We'll meet you there. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. It's the Into Tomorrow radio broadcast for the weekend of April 22nd. 2022. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jerry in Mineola, Texas, listens on KTBB, their AM and FM. Hey, Jerry. I was born in 1942. I never learned to use the Internet or learned much about it. I've composed the words and music to a number of songs. My question is, are are there any ways on the Internet to market them without CDs? And if I were to market a CD on the Internet, what would be the best way to do that? Well, Jerry, first of all, you have to be on the Internet then. (laughs) So you kind of get caught up a little bit. You can self-publish to the main media platforms like Apple Music and Spotify by way of a distributor. There are plenty of those like Believe Digital, CD Baby, uh, Fuga, Idol, Ingroves, uh, and countless others for that matter. Once you submit to the distributor, you'll be able to have them push it to different platforms. Now, you're likely to going to make next to no money. Even bigger names in music make next to no money from music sales and streams these days and largely survive off of touring. Yeah, in fact, a while back, musician David Crosby shared that Apple Music was paying him a little over seven-tenths of a cent per stream. Wow. Which was far better than Spotify's four-tenths of a cent. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Nils Lofgren, guitarist for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, published a 2019 royalty check for the whole year in the amount of $7.01. Woohoo! Uh, he would have been able to use it to buy a Big Mac burger, not the full meal, uh, in most U.S. states, <laughs> but not in Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, gee. Um, now, Spotify is still planning to lower royalty payments over time. So unless you expect to get millions of plays, publishing your music is likely not worth the effort. You might as well give it away and skip the leech of a middleman. Well, that's true. But instead of just giving it away, 
maybe you can make four or five tenths of a cent with every stream. Yeah. Good luck. Let us know, Jerry, and good luck with your music and your rewritings and that sort of thing, and hopefully it works out well for you. Meantime, visit us at intotomorrow.com.